Today's episode of the Dad Tired Podcast is brought to you by Haya Health. I know some of you dads listening may not be giving too much thought about the vitamins that your kids are taking, or maybe you just leave it up to your wife to make those decisions, but I want to challenge you to give this some thought. Haya Health was actually started by two dads who realized the vitamins they were giving their kids were essentially sugar-filled candy in disguise, so they decided to do something about it. Did you know that 93% of kids don't eat enough fruits and vegetables? And we all know that what kids eat instead are chicken fingers, mac and cheese, processed foods, ice cream, and more. And the vitamins that are supposed to fill in those nutritional gaps are based on out-of-date nutritional guidelines from the 1980s. Haya fills in the most common gaps in modern children's diets to provide the full-body nourishment our kids need with a yummy taste they love. My kids absolutely love these vitamins. They're made from 12 farm-fresh fruits and vegetables and supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals known to help support a healthy immune system, energy levels, brain function, mood, teeth, bones, and more. Most children's vitamins are filled with 5 grams of sugar and can cause a variety of health issues. Haya is made with zero sugar and zero gummy junk, yet it tastes great and is perfect for picky eaters. It's non-GMO, vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, nut-free, and everything else you can imagine. It's manufactured here in the United States with globally sourced ingredients, each selected for optimal bioavailability and absorption. We've worked out an exclusive offer with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. Dad Tired listeners receive 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, you must go to HayaHealth.com forward slash Dad Tired or enter the code DADTIRED at checkout. That's H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash DADTIRED, HayaHealth.com slash DADTIRED, and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Again, go to HayaHealth.com forward slash DADTIRED, or enter the promo code DADTIRED at checkout. Thing, man. Well, we made it. Uh, another year. Here we are, 2022. First episode, podcast episode of 2022. I can't believe it. I get real sentimental. I don't know if that's the right word. I get real like, uh, <laughs> I have no good word, mushy when it comes to New Year's, like at the start of a new year. All my creative juices start going. I love ideas and starting things. And so I know that it's just like another date in the calendar. For some people, when it New Year's means absolutely nothing to them. And for other people like me, I'm the kind of guy that gets like real motivated and cheesy and I, I set all kinds of goals. I was with some friends last night and I was asking them what their goals are for this next coming year. I asked my wife what her goals are and my kids what their goals are. But anyway, I'm really into that kind of stuff. It's really motivating for me. But I just, I think at the, one of the things I think about a lot is, you know, the average life expectancy. Let me actually pull it up right now while I'm got the computer in front of me. Average life expectancy U.S. male, 78 years, 78.79 years. In the United Kingdom, it's 81 years. So I guess give us your uh, tips over there for all the guys in the U.K. India, 69 years. That man, that's young. Anyway, so life is just so short, you know, 78 years. I've already busted out a good chunk of those, almost half of those. And so you're just like, dude, when these years go by so fast, you just start feeling like, I don't know, man, they just get more and more precious. I remember how long a year felt when you were a kid. If somebody told you like, this is a month away or six months away or a year away, you're just like, this is never going to come out. Now, when somebody says it's a year away, I'm just like, it's a blink of an eye. Years just go by so fast. So anyway, happy new year to you. I cannot believe it's another year. One more gone, dude. 
Life is a mist here today, gone tomorrow. And uh, I feel that at the beginning of every year. The other day, or not the other day, last night, it was New Year's Eve. And we were with some friends and our kids ended up staying at our friend's house. And so Layla and I came home and we had uh, just our one daughter with us. We have four kids, 10 years old and all the way down to almost a year old. And so our kids are out, got to do a sleepover with their friends last night. At New Year's Eve, we came home at like nine o'clock and <laughs> fell asleep. Hashtag old couple. We put, we put our kids, when I don't have a guest with me, I have some serious ADD. I apologize. We let our kids stay with the friends and then we came home and crashed early. We just had one of our daughters with us, the rest of our kids. One, our youngest was with grandma. Our two oldest were with, got to do a friend's sleepover at their house. And so I'm laying, I'm trying to fall asleep. And you know what's funny, man, as a dad, is you, you start to think, during the day, how tired you are and how you would do anything for just a little bit of peace and quiet. (laughs) I'm laughing because I literally experienced that like 10 minutes ago. I was driving home. I picked my kids up and I had all four of them in the car and we're driving home. And it's just, I have my baby, my 10 month old, just wailing for, you know, who knows why the two older were in the very back seat fighting with each other. And then my third youngest will not eat her lunch and yet tells me she's starving. And so it's just pure chaos. And my wife was playing some like classical conversations, homeschool song through the radio system, like trying to <laughs> trying to teach her kids some school in the middle of this uh, chaotic moment. And I'm just like have both hands on the steering wheel, probably <laughs> clenched my fist. Oh man, dad tired, just pure chaos. And so you, we live as you know, that scene, like I know so many of you are hearing that and you're like, dude, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about as dads. And I know a lot of you moms feel this. It's just pure chaos all the time. And so you just think to yourself what I would give for just a moment, just like one minute of just silence. So we're just peace and quiet. Let my brain just take a quick break. And so last night, you know, we, my kids are gone, all of them, but one, and I put her to bed and I'm laying my head down to go to sleep. And I'm thinking to myself, finally, I've got like a moment to, to finally just have some peace and quiet. And immediately, and you know this, immediately I just felt that sense of like, where are my kids? Are they okay? Like, are they okay at their friend's house? Or is, is my baby okay at grandma's house? And like, I miss them. And it's just this weird psychotic thing we do as parents where we do, we want so badly want a little vacation or a break. And then the minute we have it, all we're thinking about is our kids. And that was totally me last night. And then my mind, as it so often does, is it kind of plays out that scenario to its fullest extent. And so I started to think about the day that is coming where my kids will not live in this house anymore. And I'm an adult, or (laughs) I am an adult. Sometimes I have to remind myself that. I'm a parent of adult kids, and they are out living their own lives. And I have a house with just me and my wife, and it's quiet most of the time. And that thought actually made me really, really sad. And I just thought, man, like that, even just a a millisecond of perspective of remembering, dude, I just remember thinking to myself as I was falling asleep last night, like, Jared, that is coming so quickly. That day is coming so quickly. And right now you just want a little bit of peace of quiet. But the truth is one day your house is going to be quiet and you're going to miss it. And you're going to look back and you're going to think, what would I have done differently? What could I have changed? How could I have changed the way I was a father or been more present as a dad? And then your kids are gone. It's not just a sleepover, but they're out like you've released them into the world. And it was a sobering thought for me, man. It was just sobering for me to think about. 
that day is coming so, so quickly. I actually shared this story the other day when I had another guest on our podcast, but I talked about how I was watching TV the other day and I was watching some news segment and it was a political thing as it usually is on the news these days. And they're talking about this thing and my son was sitting next to me. It was just he and I upstairs watching this show and he turned to me and he was like, hey dad, and he was trying to get my attention. I'm like, hold on, son, this is really important because it was this like quote unquote really important news segment. And so I'm like, hold on, buddy, let me just listen to this real quick. And so I'm listening, 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 and he waits a few minutes or seconds and he's, hey dad, can I show you something or can I tell you something? And I said, yeah, buddy, hold on, this is just really, really important. And Anyway, that happened like three or four times until it hit me just like a ton of bricks. I really feel like just the Holy Spirit just like shoved me and was just like the most important thing about the future is sitting right next to you because I had convinced myself in my mind that whatever I was listening to on the news was super important because it involved our future as a country, as a world or whatever. But I just felt like in that moment, I was reminded the most important thing about the future is literally sitting right next to you. You want to make an impact or you want to know what the future is going to be like, like just invest into this little human, your 10 year old son who's stand sitting right next to you, desperately trying to get your attention. And I was convicted, man. I turned off the TV and I just, I was like, I'm so sorry, bud. I got really caught up in that. What's up? And he told me about his Legos, (laughs) which he's super into right now. But that was more important when it comes to just like future than the news was or whatever else they were trying to tell us is, is the most important thing at the moment. I guess what I'm saying in all of that is um, sometimes I wonder as dads, especially dads, I know we all feel this as parents, but especially as dads, there's a sense in us. There's this like drive that so badly it's internal. It's subconscious oftentimes, but there's this, there's something deep within us. And I believe this as Every dad's got this in their bones. That's like, I just want to give my kids a little bit step up from what I've got or from what I had. I want my kids to not have the shortcomings that I have. I want my kids to not struggle with the sins that I'm struggling with. I want my kids to experience life in a more joyous and fulfilling way than I've experienced. I want my kids to not have the insecurities I want I have or the fears that I have. And so we're constantly in our mind. Again, some, some of us have never articulated that out loud, but there's like this internal driving force that's just pushing you toward that reality. I want to give my kids something better than what I have. And sometimes, and I, and I realized this as I was sitting on the couch watching the news and had, had that moment, and I realized it a little bit last night as I'm laying in bed. I think sometimes we get so busy in like sh- that striving. And maybe I can't speak for everyone here. And so I'll just speak for myself. I feel this deeply like I'm constantly striving toward things, something new all the time, like working harder, trying to accomplish more, give my kids more in life, not just material things, but just like a life experience that is better than my life experience. And so I'm constantly running toward that. And sometimes I feel like I'm, I guess I'm worried that I will actually run right past my kids in an effort to give them a better life instead of just walking alongside of them and giving them a life where dad is fully present. I've run past them in an effort to give them a better life. And I wonder how many of us are just ahead of our kids. You know what I mean? We've run out ahead of them and we've convinced ourselves that it's good to be out ahead of them because we're trying to give them something that they need. 
And maybe just what they need is dad. Maybe at the end of the day, what they really need is like a dad who loves Jesus, who feels a deep sense of contentment in himself as a man. And that that content man who is finding his joy and his satisfaction in his identity in Jesus and Christ alone has a deep sense of peace. He's drinking from a well that actually satisfies as opposed to every other place that he's trying to find satisfaction from. And that man is the kind of dad that your kids actually need. And so maybe the things that like you th- you're chasing down that you really are convincing yourself, well, this is for my kids and it's good. I'll put in a few more hours at work. I'll do a little bit extra harder thing or whatever it is. You know, you'll, you'll work harder. You'll work a little bit more overtime. Maybe you won't be fully present because you got that email to send or that news segment to watch or that Twitter feed to read or the news article to read, whatever it is. Maybe you just stop and you realize like, man, Maybe the most important thing I can give my kids right now is not a better life. Maybe it's just a a more present dad or a dad who loves Jesus, a dad who's content in Christ and him alone. And so I feel that, man. I feel that. I felt that last night as I was falling asleep. I'm like, man, I'm always running. I'm chasing. I'm running, running, running. And one day I'm going to run and I think I'm going to look back and my kids aren't going to be here. Not, Not like, I mean, hopefully by the grace of God, they're here like on earth and they're adults who love the Lord and they're thriving as adults who are making an impact in the world for the glory of God. But I mean, not here, like physically in my house, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're actually not sleeping in my, under my roof anymore. I've sent them out, praise God. But also, um, that time is so short and I'll miss it. I'll miss the little stuff. And dude, you'll miss it, man. You'll miss all the little things that, that annoy you now. Um, the things that just like you'd love a quiet drive home <laughs> from the sleepover, but I'm going to get choked up even thinking about it. <laughs> I'm so sentimental, man. <laughs> I just think about that drive, man. One day I'm going to be driving and the car's going to be quiet. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, I just don't think that I'll, <sighs> I think I'll miss it more than I think I realize. So dude, time is so short, man. Time is so short. You know what's interesting about Jesus is um, as you look at the end of his life, as he was getting closer and closer to his crucifixion, he actually made his life more quiet and the crowds got smaller. You would think if Jesus knew, like if Jesus really knew that his crucifixion and his death was about to come, it was imminent, that he would be thinking, okay, holy cow, like I need to... the we got to ramp up the crowds here. Like we, we've got 5,000 crowds, 10,000 crowds. We need to get like 30,000 crowds. More people need to hear this message because I'm about to leave and we need to get this out as quickly as possible before I'm gone. And so get, ramp up the crowds. Jesus does the opposite, which is crazy. He, he, he pairs down. You actually start to see him less and less do these big quote unquote un- events and he starts to spend more and more time with the disciples. He gets closer and closer to the, just the select few. He, he pours his life deeper. Instead of spreading himself wider, he actually goes deeper. And, you know, I, most of you guys who are listening to this right now, listen, I know you're like young. We're all still young in, in some ways. Like <laughs> there are people who would look at us who would say, like, you guys don't be silly. Like you, you, you got a lot of life left in you. Although there are a lot of young people who would look at us and be like, don't, dude, don't fool yourself. You're for sure old. <laughs> you know, a lot of us are just right, I guess, maybe right in that middle road. We're approaching or we've approached the halfway mark of our life. And uh, for me, 
that feels like I don't have a lot of time left. And I'm always trying to figure out that balance. You know what I mean? Like, do I need to be urgent or do I just need to settle in? And I think there's beauty in both of that and there's nuance in all of that. Um, but I do think there, it, there, there needs to be some kind of sense of urgency. I heard this, stati- not statistic, but I heard this fact the other day that it used to be when somebody died, like this wasn't that long ago, but when somebody died, I don't remember who I was here. Maybe it was uh, Jordan Peterson or uh, I don't remember. I feel like it was Jordan Peterson, but I could be totally wrong. I, some, if you've heard this, you know, tell me, shoot me a message on social media and tell me where I'm, where I heard this. But I heard that. Back in the day, and, and back in the day not being that long ago, we used to do a lot more open casket funerals. And so if somebody died in your life that you were close to, you'd actually go to the funeral and you'd see them. And you'd actually have to look at them. And it was almost this, you know, there was, this, there was the honoring of that, that human and that soul and that life that contributed on this earth but there's also this subtle reminder like, dang, life is super short. Like it's literally in front of you. You're seeing a very, the most real life example of how short life is. When somebody that you talk to and you knew and you experienced life with is now laying there dead, you're reminded, oh man, life is super, super short. And, uh, and, and this person, again, I can't remember who it was, but they were talking about how there's so many people who are doing like cremation and not having these open casket funerals and they haven't seen a dead body. And I'm just, I was trying to think like, when's the last time I've seen a dead body? It's been a long time. When I was working in the church, I would, I would do the ceremonies. I would preside over the funerals. I don't know what the right word is. I keep, I'm blanking here, but I want to say officiate, but that's like a wedding. I would do funeral services. And so I, I remember there were, I was, I guess, exposed to a lot more dead bodies more often when I was working in the church world. And I just haven't, I haven't seen that in a long time. And, and there's something kind of beautifully sobering about it. You know, it, it's just this reminder that like, man, this life is really, really short. And so we, we have, we haven't had that in a really long time. Anyway, I, I say all that going back to the point where like life is short and I think we need to be reminded of it, especially in the new year, reminded at how short life is. And for many of us, we're halfway done. And so there needs to be this sense of urgency that time is not on our side. If you look at your body, dude, like (laughs) that sounded funny when I said, but just, I mean, look at yourself in the mirror. Like when I look at myself in the mirror, my hair is turning gray significantly and it's, I'm balding. And I'm growing hair in weird places on my face that, you know, that I didn't even know hair could grow. And I'm getting wrinkles deep in my forehead and in my cheeks. And I'm seeing my actual body failing in front of me, literally dying in front of me. And so there's a sense of urgency like, man, okay, I'm halfway done at best. If I live to that life expectancy of 78 years, like I'm already almost halfway done. And so there's this, there's just this deep sense of sobering reminders constantly that I'm, that I'm halfway done. And so I say all of that because whether you are in your teens or in your early twenties or you're in your forties, fifties, sixties, we're all coming up to the finish line much faster than we want to realize. And maybe we need to be more like Jesus in the sense that we go less wide with 
who we are as a person and the influence that we have over people as a leader, maybe we go less wide and we go deeper with the people around us. And so I say all of that as a way to just challenge you as you think about your life and as you take one step further toward the finish line and as you think about running the race that's been set before you and you think about running with endurance and running well and running as if to win a prize. All these are scripture that we're constantly reminded of, right? As we think about the race that's been laid before us and we want to run well, maybe think about who or what needs to be cut out of your life this year in order for you to go deeper with a few? What things this year need to be cut out or what people need to be cut out so that you can go deeper with a few? Remember, Jesus cut out the crowds instead of running to the masses to get his message to as many people as possible. He went smaller. And so maybe for you, maybe you hang out with less people. And maybe you give five people your best this year. You know what I mean? Uh, Maybe it's your family and like one or two other people that you think like, I'm just going to, these are the people that get the best of me this year. And, uh, and so maybe just evaluate right now, like who, who's taking that time away from those people that maybe you just got to cut out and, and maybe it's a season thing. Like maybe it's not cut them out forever. I don't mean that like a jerk way. Like, Hey, I'm never talking to you again, aunt Linda, (laughs) But maybe it's just like a, maybe Aunt Linda, you're not going to get all my attention and my best. I don't have an Aunt Linda. And uh, so maybe if you do, I apologize. But you know what I mean? Like, who who is it that you just like, you're, you're just not going to get all my energy or my emotions or my mental space because these are the five people or these are the seven people, whatever, you know, there's no magic number around five. But who's that small group that's going to get your best this year? And so who or what needs to be cut out? of your life in 2022 so that you can give your best to that five, seven people. So anyway, man, those are the things I'm thinking about as we dive in. Today's Saturday, January 1st. As I'm recording this, you're probably listening to this on the week of the third or sometime in the future years. I don't know, but that message or that thought is probably relevant no matter when you're listening. Hopefully that's helpful for you. I want to give you a couple of dad tired updates, just kind of some housekeeping stuff. If you consider yourself part of the dad tired family, I just want to get, share a couple of things with you real quickly before we jump out of this conversation. The first one is, I just want you to know, like I've already started to stack the calendar this year with some really, really good interviews that I'm super excited about and to share with you. And so just know one of my main goals this year is to provide the best conversations that I can that are going to be really, really helpful for you as you jump into your or continue your journey and just being the spiritual leader of your home. So I'm scouring the earth, (laughs) trying to find the best people that I can possibly find, the people who are most serious about this and are trying hard to take giant strides forward in spiritual leadership. Uh, I want to have conversations with them. And so I've already started to stack the calendar. So just know that that's coming. But I want to say this last summer, I shared, I was in Texas and I was attending a conference and I shared with you guys how I was feeling really discouraged and just felt like I was doing this whole thing alone. And in many ways, I was sincerely questioning, like, am I going to be able to keep doing this dad tired thing? Because it's just hard and it's exhausting. And I felt like I was doing it alone. We were barely hanging on as a ministry. You can go back and listen to that. And I kind of shared vision and what the Lord had laid on my heart 
That was back, I, I think, in July. But anyway, dude, that was a turning point in the Dad Tired ministry. Something shifted there. I think the Holy Spirit was working in me, and I think He was stirring something up in you. And so many of you, so many of you reached out and were like, dude, I feel the same way. Like, I feel like I'm just, I'm ready to dive into whatever God wants to lead me. I want to be part of the Dad Tired ministry. And I mean, you guys have overwhelmed me in a good way with support, encouragement. I've had guys volunteering their tech expertise for the ministry. I have had guys step up as graphic designers and helping out with the podcast and editing and social media stuff and helping out with our family leadership program. I mean, I just feel like I have an entire team around me of guys who are helping me out. I do not at all feel alone in this. Many of you stepped up to become financial contributors, which was like a massive stress. Just week to week, I was trying to figure out how we were going to survive and make this ministry continue. So many of you have helped out. Obviously, there's room for that to grow. I want to have a team. That's like my my goal is like actual staff. I sincerely believe we are only scratching the surface and I need people who have better skills than me, different skills than me, who are like on staff thinking through all this stuff. So I think that's coming in the future. If you want to be part of that, please consider giving monthly. It really does help so, so, so much. I can't even emphasize how much that helps us. But anyway, I just feel like so many of you guys have come around me and I do not feel like this is just a Jared Lopes thing and I'm trying to do hold on to this as tightly as I can and do this the best I can by myself. I definitely feel like we are, I've got a whole team of guys. And so on that note though, I want to have more and more of you involved. I know some of you guys are like just chomping at the bit to get involved in the ministry. My goal is to have like a, a link that'll be maybe dadtire.com forward slash involved or something like, you know, I'll, I'll think of something, but I'll tell you guys when that's live, but it'll be essentially a form you can fill out that just says, Hey, here's where I live. Here's some of my skills. Here's what I'm willing to do, or here's what I, what I can do or whatever. And I just want to continue to see the team grow. And so I want to get more of you guys involved. I'm working hard. I've got a few guys that are thinking through how we can get more and more guys open and available to volunteer their time. So just know that that's coming. But I just want to say one thank you for all of you who've reached out and who have stepped up. And for those of you who still want to get involved, there is going to be opportunity for you. Know that that's coming down the road. On that note, I know I'm starting to get a little bit like technical and rambling here. Hang with me. On that note, one specific area that we could use help is with a video editor. We would like to post more videos from our podcast. So we, I record our interviews on Zoom, and I'd like to take those videos and turn them into things that we can share on social media, mainly because they're just some really good nuggets. Sometimes we'll have guys share just really good truth on there. But just to continue to allow other people to be exposed to the Dad Tired ministry. There's a lot of dads out there who want help and who want to be part of this community, and they've never even heard of Dad Tired. And so we just think that interesting videos would be fun to share online and would be helpful. So if you're really like just a, an incredible video editor, you could take these Zoom recordings and turn them into something really cool, one-minute clips that could be shared online. That would be super, super helpful. If that's you, email me, hello at dadtired.com. And we'd love to figure out a way to work with you on that. The other thing, this year we are planning to do our very first Dad Tired annual retreat. This isn't really a conference. We've done conferences in the past, but this would be like a retreat. Sit around a campfire for a couple nights, hang out with guys, fish, go on hikes together, 
some speakers and worship and things like that, but it'd be mainly a time where all the dad tired guys from across the country and maybe world could come together and just be with each other for a weekend. So I'm planning sometime in September is my goal. I'm thinking maybe the second, third, fourth week of September. If you just want to pencil that in right now, I'm working on details. I'm contacted camps and retreat centers that could possibly host us, but that's coming down this fall. I'm looking at a list here of all the things that we got going on. I'm, I'm, working with some really cool graphic designers right now who are designing some awesome, like you guys have reached out for years and be like, dude, Jared, I want to wear cool hats and dad tired shirts and sweatshirts and mugs and all that stuff. Um, so we're working on that to just have like, for lack of better words, good swag. So you can like drink out of a cool mug and wear a quality t-shirt that like looks cool. Something you'd actually want to wear. So we're working on that. Anyway, I could ramble on and on, but just know we're plowing forward, man. We want to see more guys, equipped with the gospel our family leadership program holy cow two days ago i opened it up we dropped the price in december to 99 dollars from 249 down to 99 and we had 30 spots available they filled up within hours 30 guys i think we ended up having we had different guys sneaking in before we could close the link so i think we had 36 guys right now in our january cohort and it's already we're only literally the first day is today and it's already guys are sharing vulnerable stuff it is really, really good. So if you want to be part of that, make sure you jump in next time that the signups are for that. Okay, I'm going to stop rambling. I love you guys. I could go on forever because I just, this is why we need to retreat so I can hang out around a campfire with you guys and just hang out. I love you so much. We're going to start having some awesome guests this year. Stay tuned for that. Thanks for listening. You guys mean the world to me. I'm so, so grateful that I get to play a small role in your journey of falling more in love with Jesus and helping your family do the same. I love you so much. Have a great rest of your week. Happy New Year. I'll see you next week. Later.